0: One of my favorite ways to figure out if a platform makes sense is to do the 10-second gut check. Do you enjoy using the platform as just a human? Do you like the platform? You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast. To increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits.
1: Hello and welcome, I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email, SEO, maybe Facebook ads, and each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month we've been all about organic social media that tricky, tricky topic that we all know we should be doing, but so many of us fail to really make work. Last time we tackled one of the toughest questions in organic social media, what should you post? What, what should you post? As we talked about in that episode, how to create the content calendar that will drive your organic social success. In this episode, we're exploring another tough organic social question, Where should I post? Which platforms, which networks should you be using? And our guest has a different approach to the normal one. You'll all have heard, where's me? Where's your audience hanging out? We're not talking about that today. We're talking about something far more interesting and I think far more impactful. So prepare to have your opinions shifted. And make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, my guest is going to be sharing her quickfire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of your organic social media. And I'll share my take on it all too. So stay tuned to the end. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-W-P-O-P-T dot forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. In this episode, I'm chatting with organic social media expert, Carolyn Zick. Carolyn has been helping brands use organic content marketing to get in front of their ideal customers since 2015. She's the founder of Bad Axe Enterprises. Hello, Carolyn. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Uh, brilliant to have you here. Um, how did you get into organic social media? By accident. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back in 2015, I actually had a good friend who was doing some marketing and hating it on their own. So we actually bartered with goods from uh, her garden for me to manage her Facebook page. And after I was moving away, I was like, okay, that's done. She's like, no, I'll pay you. And I was like, oh, okay. So I set up a business and that was, you know, almost 10 years ago now. That's crazy to think about. But from there, I was like, I actually really enjoy this. So I'm completely self-taught. Everything I've learned has been through trial, error, lots of data, lots of experimentation, and a lot of having fun.
1: If you're not having fun doing organic social, then you should really be doing something else. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah, I think it comes through in the text or the images if you're low energy or high energy, personally. You know, there's definitely good days to do it and bad days to do it. Yeah, and that's, I mean doubly
0: true for any people who are female in the audience because we have 28-day emotional and energetic cycles. And that's not at all what we were going to talk about today, but very uh, worth noting.
1: (laughs) Well, it is. There are definitely better weeks for writing and getting the content created than other weeks. Some weeks should be all about scheduling and other weeks should be about putting keys to the uh, keyboard. See? losing track of my words there. Perfect. <laughs> so Carolyn, like you said, we're not here to talk about how those 28 days affect, affect women and their ability to organize social media. Although it would be a cracking topic for an episode. Oh man, let's do that next time. Yeah. Next time we will do that. Uh, watch other men turn off or not, depending on how it goes. They shouldn't because
0: it makes you such a better human to understand how other humans
1: work so so true right before we tangent off into that for the next 20 minutes (laughs) we are here to help the audience work out which platform they should be doing social media on organic social media takes a lot of time it takes a lot of focus it takes a lot of energy so it's super important we work out which platform we make good decisions about which platform to be on should we be on facebook should we be on instagram should we be on TikTok? should we be on threads where should we be for the sake of our business? So how do we start making decisions around this, Carolyn?
0: So for the decision making process, um, when I'm doing either you know with a larger client right, doing kind of some almost like vendor analysis or platform recommendation, it's the same as if i'm I'm working with a small business or a local regional business. The same, same questions apply, right? Whether it's a gigantic department I'm talking to or a team of one. And these suggestions are really different than what I feel like most marketers recommend when you're trying to figure out where to show up. A lot of the resources that I see online that are helping you figure out and vet which platform to use, a lot of them focus on who shows up on the platform, what's the demographic like, Is that a match to your audience? I truly just throw all of those in the garbage. I'm like, I don't care. That's a hot take and very controversial. But I feel very strongly that whatever platform, a portion of your audience is likely on it. The more important thing is to look at instead some internal factors that are going to either help or hinder your long-term success on a platform so with the disclaimer that everything i'm about to say assumes that the experts nerds fellow marketeers that are listening have their audience figured out they already know who they're talking to and they have strong business goals that their social strategy ladders up to if you don't have those things figuring out a platform is going to be a lot harder still doable, but it might not be the best use of your time. You should figure out your audience and your business uh, goals that you ladder up to instead. So, boring disclaimers out of the way. (laughs) Cool.
1: Carol, loving the boring disclaimers. And before we get into that, the how-to, I just want to unpick a few of the things you've just said there, because I think the disclaimers, the point about know what you're actually trying to achieve, set some goals, know who your audience are, so crucial to get right before you go any further. And for me that links in really is a really important piece with what you're saying earlier about the potentially controversial point of view of don't base your decision based on where the audience are which i think at the it kind of like it's like clickbait headline worrying and then the more you think about it the more you're kind of like, actually she's probably got a point here but what i love about your disclaimer is you're going It doesn't matter where your audience are. Oh, but by the way, that doesn't let you get out of knowing who your audience are. (laughs) It's It's like, this isn't a get out of jail free card not to care about your audience. No, no, not at all. And you should
0: know who you're talking to. And that's a whole topic for a whole other series of episodes. A lot of times, I mean in case you haven't noticed, I have a lot of strong feelings about different marketing things that differ from my peers and figuring out your ideal audience is a whole other can of worms that I have a lot of thoughts on that aren't the typical kind of census data, right? It's a lot more about behaviors and who they are at their core than like, they're a 45 year old woman with an income of this much. you like, I don't, that's not as impactful, right? That's a whole tangent. But, you know, those disclaimers, right? Like you have to know your goals because if you have a goal and you haven't defined it yet and you start building out a social strategy and then you find out from executive leadership that the strategy you built out is actually counter to what the business is trying to do. Very basic example, early on in my career, I was working with a local business, and I was developing content kind of in the dark, developing a strategy because that's that's what they hired me to do was to develop and implement this strategy and a lot of the content was the call to action was to dial your phone and call into this business I get a conversation with the owner and they're like, we cannot. Have people calling in, our staff does not have time to answer the phones. That really changes how you market stuff online if you feel like, (laughs) if you realize, oh, that can't be a call to action at all. Because now I'm setting up the audience for frustration when they call in and they don't get answered. The staff is frustrated because the phone's ringing more now. Like that's not a win. So knowing the business goal of no phone calls. An easier time for the staff that helped a ton, right? And then that informs where I'm going to show up too.
1: Love it. Okay, let's dive in to the how do we start working at our platform. So we're not going to start, we've already said, we're not going to start by looking at where our audience are. So where do we start, Carolyn?
0: So again, like if you're working with an entire department or a single person, you are going to need to look at the type of content that is on the platform that you're considering. So whether that's All social media or you're on a couple different platforms you're thinking of adding one look at the type of content that's on the one you want to be on potentially or that you're just considering does that type of content resonate with things your brand is able to create just start there answer that yes or no is that something that's conceivable to create
1: so at the simplest level we're saying if you can't create images don't go on Instagram if you yeah, can't. Please. Yeah, if you can't create video, don't go on TikTok. Well, I mean, absolutely,
0: absolutely with TikTok, that is a whole thing, right? Like I've had, you know, when TikTok was really blowing up, I had so many of my past and current clients emailing me, texting me, being like TikTok, and I'm like, guys, calm down. <laughs> and then, like then, you know, of course, I get the the ones about Threads as well, which I think Threads is a little less threatening because it's not video that's a whole sociological discussion psychological discussion but (laughs) so yeah the very basic like if you don't write long form content maybe don't think you're gonna have a really robust linkedin articles campaign if you do not make long format video maybe don't push for youtube if you are not a live streamer please don't think your brand should show up on Twitch. Like there, you know, there's, there's platforms that have a very bespoke type of content that performs better. And that data is easy to come by. You can figure out what performs best on a platform, either by engaging as a user or pulling their data themselves. A lot of times, you know, they'll publish what types of content you can post
1: one of the things which which I really like about the fact you're saying, you know, think about what content you need, the, the platform requires and have you got it, is so often I find people kind of like doing some kind of monastic self-flagellation of pain in order to comply with a marketing channel that they just hate doing and they just don't have the resources for it. So I kind of feel like this speaks to not just to can you create a video, but is this a good energy fit for you? Is this something you're going to enjoy doing as well as simply the the nuts and bolts of the creation process?
0: Yeah, that's very true too. Like, I mean, we've all seen content where either it's extremely painful because you can tell the person hates doing it or it's a little bit painful because they're being kind of snarky with it. Like, you know, the audios of, oh, it's a picture as a reel because Instagram hates photos now. Like, I don't care. I don't want to hear you complaining about the platform you want you're on i want to see the awesome stuff that you're making as a user as a consumer that's not the vibe i want it's yucky right you're going to get camaraderie like commiseration from other business owners or other marketers who are frustrated but that's likely not your ideal audience.
1: And, and is that an attitude you want to reflect on you? It's like, I, c- I can quite easily do a viral post on LinkedIn by complaining about someone's payment terms or by sharing a terrible cold sales email I get sent. You know, I can do that really easily, But and that will go viral and those people will comment on it, but is its is it gonna create the reaction I want? And the answer is is no. So I think that the, like those kind of snarky posts you were talking about, you know, where you go, "Oh, I hate TikTok, but I've got to do it anyway." In a TikTok post, it's it's not doing you any favors. So, Karen, we've we've looked at the content that works. We're pretty confident we can create it. Is it as simple as that, or are there some more checks we need to do?
0: Yeah, I mean that your your previous statement too kind of like leads into it, right? You were saying. You can create a viral post on LinkedIn, but is that the behavior you want to encourage? Because that's the next thing is about engagement. Mm-hmm. What kind of engagement happens on the platform? And is that something you want associated with your brand? LinkedIn is a great, your your example is perfect. So thank you for uh, setting that up. <laughs> we could take the, the snarky cold sales email because I actually just did a very cranky post about it, about InMail because I was mad. Not the best reason to make a LinkedIn <laughs> post, but I did it. And as I was doing it, right, like I always have the ability to kind of step back and look at it from the marketing perspective. I'm like, no, I, this is okay for me to be mad because me as a community person and as a brand marketing person, this does upset me. And I do want people engaging with this content who either also feel you know, upset by it and want to change Or people who have questions about it. And they're like, well, what do you mean it doesn't work? Like, okay, let's have a meaningful conversation where I can, you know, flex my expertise of why organic marketing is better than cold LinkedIn in-mail messages. And we can have this conversation that then forwards my brand goals of like having a platform where I talk about organic marketing over paid or cold marketing techniques, right? Like that's on brand for me. Whereas for you, you know, it might not be like, sure, you could get a lot of engagement, but is that the type of engagement that's gonna forward those brand goals that you have for yourself? Maybe not. You you maybe don't wanna
1: work with people who are mad. <laughs> well yeah, it's it it makes total sense because yours, there there is a spin on it. There is an opportunity for you to hit your goals on the platform with the comments that come back from it and with the content itself. Whereas me complaining about someone's payment terms <laughs> does not meet any goals at all, apart from potentially making me feel better, right? <laughs> but, um, you know, so the type of engagement that we want, is that as simple as it's hard to do links on Instagram. So therefore we, if we want traffic to our website, we shouldn't be using Instagram. Is it that simple or is it a bit more, more in depth than that? It can be that simple.
0: If you're like, we really need to have links in our, in our captions that are clickable. That could, be, that could be a check. That's like, that's it. That's a strike against Instagram. I really can't be putting time into that platform just because that type of engagement, that type of redirection doesn't work as well. But you can also look at it from the human engagement, the human interactions, right, that could develop from those and think about it in terms of of that as well right so yes it is
1: that simple and also no (laughs) (laughs) i guess it it all depends on those caveats you gave us at the beginning around knowing your audience and knowing what your objectives are and that therefore defines the engagement and is it acceptable or not acceptable so we've worked out our content fit we've worked out our engagement fit is there anything else we need to check before we dive in
0: yeah the final thing to really think about for any platform you're looking at is the management, right? Because the platform, just by making your brand handle and setting up your account, it's not going to populate magically with content. There are ways to optimize, obviously, (laughs) that you can always do to figure out how to get your content that exists in other places onto a new platform. It's going to take a human to do it. It takes some effort. So looking at that and being honest About it, right? Like that management. Does your team have bandwidth? Do you have a way of tracking if your team has bandwidth? That's something that's really important to look at if you are, you know, department, right? Like if you're a director of marketing and you're like, yeah, we really should be on TikTok. Do you have a way of looking in on some sort of dashboard for your staff's workflow or checking in with them and saying, what would it look like to add TikTok? In a, in a realistic way, right? Like you could say like, okay, you're already creating reels. We can probably repurpose those. Time investment will still exist, but it won't be as significant as starting from zero. So looking at what your team or yourself are already doing, what time investment management could take, always estimate high because the learning curve for a new platform can be really high and then work from there.
1: Excellent. So we're talking content fit, engagement fit, and do you actually have the management capacity and team capacity to deal with it? Any final thoughts on platform selection for anyone who's listening and who's trying to work out where they should be expending their efforts?
0: Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite ways to figure out if a platform makes sense is to do the like 10 second gut check. Do you enjoy using the platform? as just a human. Do you like the platform? Do you stand by the ethos? And then the final piece of like are there any are there any security concerns because with business that can be a huge a huge determining factor, right? Your company might have compliance rules that prevent you from using certain platforms. You may have ethos that make you be like I don't want to use certain platforms. Doing that fast gut check and trying not to overthink it is
1: gonna help a lot. Love those. Thank you so much for all of this, Carolyn. I hope we've helped people either work out where to start their platform journey or where to pivot to, if they're thinking of uh, you know cutting back or investing in a new channel, we've given them lots to think about. So thank you so much for, for going through all that for us. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Carolyn's insider tips on organic social media. Yes, we're going to be tapping into her full knowledge of social media very, very shortly. And my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Do you have a problem only an awesome piece of e-commerce tech can solve? Is your e-commerce tech stack not quite fit for purpose anymore? Then why not explore the latest technology on offer at e-commerce tech? We are going through a hugely changing time in the tech landscape at the moment. And if you want to be bringing the best results you can in your business, then you need to be on top of what's going on in the tech space. To find out that and much more, head to keepopt.com forward slash tech. That's K-W-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash T-E-C-H. Keepopt.com forward slash tech to find all the best tools for your e-commerce store. Okay, Karen. So far we've gone deep into social media platform choice. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of organic social media. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with organic social media, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. Carolyn, are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Excellent. That's what I like to hear. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success?
0: For organic social marketing, even more so I feel than paid or any other marketing avenue, you need to know who you're talking to in intimate detail. And I'm not talking like know how many cars they drive. Like, I don't care about that. Like I alluded to earlier, It's about behaviors. How do they act? How do they think? What do they value? What's important to them? If your business is location-based, that might come into it. But really, the census data barely scratches the surface for audience definition. Get to know them on a real level, and you're going to have such an easier time creating content and a strategy. And then the other thing for if you're new to social marketing, organic marketing in general, whether you're solo or a team of 500 have business goals that you ladder up to with your social strategy. If your company does not have those, make them and ask your interdepartmental head to sign off on them. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously like I have worked as a contractor with different companies throughout the years that you know I've come in as a consultant for figuring out things like this figuring out an organic strategy doing platform recommendation and a lot of times if there's not a strategy or there's not um you know business goals I'll say let's write some right now and let's email them to your boss's boss <laughs> <laughs> and we do and you know usually they're like shh Sure, that makes sense. That's fun, but just the exercise of doing it and showing that you're thinking interdepartmentally and just overall goals—that's huge, and that's going to make your job so much easier in the long run.
1: I love that. Don't wait for the boss to give you goals; set some yourself because they'll soon tell you if they're wrong. Um, <laughs> it's yes, not sort a of reason to stop doing the activity. Okay, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So, what's your favorite way to improve performance?
0: I like to do quarterly check-ins with any strategy. Doing monthly or weekly check-ins for me and for most people that I've worked with slows progress. It bogs it down. And yes, there are obviously things you can tweak and optimize and you should definitely check that your social posts are still relevant and timely right before they go out and that a major event hasn't made them be inappropriate. Not that that has happened to me before, but <laughs> you know, checking in on things from that standpoint is very different than doing analysis. So I do analysis on a quarterly basis. That helps me optimize and truly get the best data. With social media, you're really not going to get strong metrics until about 2 weeks out from a post anyways. Doing it quarterly gives you a better picture of more content and you can make tweaks and adjustments to your strategy with more data backed as well as, you know, those anecdotal Reportings
1: that you're gonna end up doing. No, I think everyone permission not to run the reports every single week.
0: Oh <sighs> man, I mean, if you're being requested to do it, I would have a really good conversation with whoever's requesting weekly reports. Say, hey, what are these informing you? What decision is this helping with specifically? And if you're just putting them on a hot seat, and they're like, it doesn't, you know, they admit that it doesn't actually help with a decision. You don't have to do those reports, which is great. And then also you can help them figure out what would be more impactful and what would be more logical to report on.
1: Nice. Okay. Uh, Then that, of course, everyone, you can take to far more places than just your organic social media activity. Okay. If someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend?
0: For organic marketing, obviously a shameless plug. I have a YouTube channel, free to watch. And... I always take audience suggestions for topics to cover and my YouTube channel is the same as my business name, Bad Axe Enterprises. You can easily search me up there. My second recommendation for a free resource that is really useful and data backed while also still being very beginner friendly is the later.com blog. Later is a scheduling platform and their blog is full of all sorts of different topics that they explore, case studies, and it's all robustly researched, but still just a fun read.
1: Nice. Loving those two. A reading one and a watching one. I think that's got everybody covered. Finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for?
0: Platform shifts are always going to happen. I think we're going to see a lot of different flexes and stretches from the existing social media giants, right? As they try to kind of redefine who they are um, in this sort of community everywhere era. I think we are also going to see the dust settle more with the whole X situation, right? That was a pretty big thing in the last two years that's caused disruption within the social sphere. But I think one of the biggest things is it's the human touch, right? With the, rise of, with the rise of AI and popularity of all of that different types of content and tools, I think we're going to see in the next 12 months a return to and a love for verifiably human content and the return to the popularity of things that are less polished, more obviously a human making them versus the kind of crisp, clean, boring AI stuff that's been coming out.
1: Yeah, everybody get ready for the for the pendulum to swing back to the raw and human. <laughs> I think you're so spot on with that. <laughs> yes. Okay, Carolyn, we are nearly at the end of the show, so could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business, please?
0: Yeah, I am most active on LinkedIn. You can find me under my full name, Carolyn Zick. I am the profile picture holding the axe. It shouldn't be hard <laughs> to <laughs> sort out. Um, you can also check out my website, badaxenterprises.com, or reach out to me via email, carolyn
1: at badaxeenterprises.com. There you go, everyone. Uh, That's how you get in contact with Carolyn and uh, her business, Bad Acts Enterprises. Carolyn, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been lovely hearing your refreshing take on all of this, and I'm sure you've helped a lot of the audience. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. So a really lovely, refreshing take there on how to pick which platforms to be on. And you can do that at any point in time. You can do it when you start your business, you can do it when you think you've got the bandwidth to take on an additional channel. You can do it when you're going, when not, nothing seems to be happening, How do we? how do we fix all this? They're your channels, you can choose which platforms you want to use and when you want to use them for your business. So loving that process. Is there a content fit? Is there an engagement type fit? Is there a management fit? Simple as that. You can get links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com, or you can use our special direct episode short links. That's keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode. Put that in the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page on the website. When you get to the website, do make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. Our whole set of episodes about organic social is now live. So please do have a listen to them all. Either scroll up your podcast feed or use the short link keepopt.com forward slash social to find all our organic social content on our website. Our next masterclass topic is TikTok. So make sure you tune in next Wednesday to catch that. And with TikTok shop just having gone live in the US, I have a feeling it's going to be a popular month. And we will be covering TikTok from all possible angles across five different episodes. So make sure you tune into all of those and make sure you're subscribed to us or following us on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss a thing. If you know someone who's particularly interested in organic social or TikTok at the moment, then please do let them know we're covering it all as this show exists to help you and them improve your marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimising your... Marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at KeepOptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Find the latest e-commerce tech at KeepOpt.com forward slash tech.